Hey, I'm Dan Clark, and I'm about to have a productive conversation with Mike Vardy. I'm really excited to welcome Dan Clark to the podcast today to have a productive conversation with him. Dan has previously worked as a website and app developer. He switched careers from building an advertising agency and then came across Brain.fm. And in his first session, he bought an account and was so excited after a week of use that he just needed to be part of the company. In fact, he called 12 times and then finally got a job and worked the first month for free. Fast forward to today, he's now the CEO, and he's always excited about how technology can change the world. We dive into his experience with Brain.fm, where they're going, where they are, all that stuff, and why I love Brain.fm as well. Uh, this is not a sponsored episode. It's just something that I enjoy talking about. I enjoy talking about things that can help with your productivity, and Brain.fm is a huge help for me. And when Dan said, hey, you want to have a conversation about it? I said, sure. So let's get to it. Here is a productive conversation with Dan Clark. Dan, thanks for joining me today on the program. My pleasure to be here. So uh, Brain.fm is something that I've been using for a while. Now, is it Brain.fm or do you say Brain.fm? Like, how does, how, does, how does the vernacular work? We usually call it Brain.fm, mm-hmm. um, but you can call it Brain.fm, too. It's, no, I, you know, same well, thing. It's yeah. just because that because with the URLs and all that stuff, that's normally the way I do it. So I just want to make sure right out of the gate that – so brain, Brain.fm – is a uh, as a service, I guess. So I would, that's how I would qualify it or, or describe it that I've been using for quite some time, um, and it's one of those things that that uh, I was actually I was watching a, a YouTube video, uh, David Bennett piano video, and he I, I love this guy. I love watching videos that are outside of the purview of my normal kind of productivity kind of area, and he was talking about listening to Reflections by Brian Eno. And he said, like, that's Mm -hmm. a that's a piece that's an album he listens to for focus. And I'm like, that's great. And I gave it a listen. And yeah, most Brian, Eno stuff you could definitely zone out to and focus to. But what's interesting is that um, it's the same thing again and again and again and again. So eventually, like, you'll know the tracks off by heart. And that's one of the things I like about Brain.fm is that there's a variety there. Can we go into with without going too deep into the weeds right out of the gate? Like what? Could, how would you describe Brain.fm to somebody who is not like me, who has spent some time looking at it so that they have a sense of, okay, what is this thing that Mike's talking about? Yeah, sure. So we do, uh, Brain.fm creates functional music that is really designed from the ground up to help facilitate and switch into mental states. So what we're doing is we're actually adding rhythmic pulses and other kinds of um, sound techniques to music that have been shown with science to help um, basically switch your state. Um, and by doing, by listening to these different rhythmic pulses, uh, your brain starts uh, mirroring those, those kind of patterns, those neural patterns. Mm-hmm. And you switch into that focus state, relax state or sleep state, um, you know, as you need to. Um, and uh, yeah, we've been able to show this uh, across different kinds of uh, science and, and really have uh, fidelity behind it. And, and there's lots of, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely send people to the link. We have a link at the end of the episode we're going to mention as well, because there's a lot to dig into here. But I want to find out what led you down the path to even explore this. I mean, productivity is, is for me, it's been a passion, but I've never really thought, okay, well, what? How how can I, what I listen to help me be more productive? Like, what was the thing that kind of said, hey, this is something I want to explore? 
Yeah, so uh, there's a long story there. I'll try to get there quicker. Um, so I started my career doing um, different kinds of technology, right? So I um, built websites, dropped out of high school, and was really using um, different tech to, you know, jump into, um, you know, different kinds of uh, things, right? Mm-hmm. And I ended up becoming digital director of an agency. Um, and, you know, on from the outside perspective, I made it, right? Right. right. Um, and then I found, and I hit this place where I realized that I wasn't happy that I like made a bunch of money, but that doesn't really matter. And I actually almost died. I had a near life death situation that made me look at my life and say, geez, there's gotta be more than just this. Mm. Um, and I, I'm a second degree black belt. Um, I used to teach martial arts and I used to, we used to use martial arts as a tool to help people be their best self. And I realized I want to use technology to help people. Um, and I started, I actually quit my job, started looking at things. Um, and I'm not the founder of Brain FM. I actually was one of the first users when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And I've been into biohacking and all these different kinds of other things. And I remember using it for the first time, putting my, my headphones in and being blown away. Um, I used to work from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. every night to find my like flow state, what we call it now. Um, and this was like in the middle of the afternoon where I switched into it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to change the world. Right. Um, I ended up calling up 12 times. I ended up working for free, um, coming over, taking, uh, ownership of the tech team, um, becoming CEO. And then, uh, two years ago, I ended up buying out the company, um, and now kind of leading it, organizing it and getting ready to expand and grow it. But the thing that has really kind of motivated me the whole way is this is a service that can help people no matter who they are, right? No matter what language they speak, um, be plus one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can get into the, like more of the science and stuff, but you know, really it's how can we make people be their best self on demand by just listening to music like you normally would. Right. Um, and that's been the inspiration for the whole thing. Were you skeptical at first when you started it? <laughs> yeah. Because I think that's, Great that's question. immediately out of the gate. A lot of people have like there. I mean, and there's other services that do this as well to a degree, not in the same way. And I, mm-hmm. I definitely want to talk about some differentiating here too, because I think that's important. Sure. But uh, people, when they, when they can't quantify something, right. When they can't mm-hmm. like, it's, it, it's kind of like, and I was having a conversation with a friend the other day about blockchain and they're like, well, I, it, I, I don't get it. Uh, so therefore, uh, it's, it really isn't a thing, right. You know, like, oh, blockchains. I'm like, well, don't dismiss it out of hand. And I think that's what happens too, is I think people, when, when they, when they grab on and I'm being general here, something they don't necessarily understand, they get skeptical and they dismiss it out of hand. How, how did you go from, if you were skeptical at first, uh, what led you towards this? Now you now you own the company. Like clearly, there was a, a a switch that got flipped, right? Yeah. So I was skeptical, and you know I've been familiar with different kinds of technologies like binaural beats or isochronic tones, um, and you know have tried them. And you know we can go into differences again later. Um, but what was really interesting for me was that the whole idea of the company was built off of science. Um, so, you know, we have all these papers, um, we've won national science foundation grants to investigate whether we can be a treatment for ADHD. 
Um, and they don't, you know, the government just doesn't give out money for free unless no. there's some kind of validation in science. And as I started getting closer and understanding that this is a significantly different approach to functional music on something that's ever been done before. And I started understanding um, from a high level, the science, I go, wow, this explains why this works. And then, you know, working with a scientist, seeing the data myself, um, seeing some of the things that we are doing now beyond just consumer applications, it really um, just drove me even more to get involved and, and, and you know, really exciting. Um, and I think it's about, it, you know, there's this fine line of how can we communicate this really intense thing that we're doing in your brain and something that makes sense that passes the skepticism right. and makes people curious about learning more. Mm -hmm. What's the gateway for people? What do you find like, so if someone's going to try brain, brain.fm out, or if they're even going to look at some of these other elements of like how sound and music sure. can influence what, what is a. I wouldn't say a, lit well, a litmus test might be the right word, but it's this idea of they've been skeptical or they're like, well, I don't see how it'll work. What's, you know, there's often this one little, the, the, you know, the marshmallow test or this, this quick test. that's like, Hey, try this and then come back to me after what, what, what would you say that is? I think it's about just using it. So we find that people that listen to something for 60 minutes and they work like they normally would. And they just use it as background noise mm -hmm. after they pass that threshold they become a user. Um, and it's, it's, it's about kind of suspending your disbelief and, and willing to, you know, try it. And I, I actually think it's very similar to really trying anything. Mm. Um, there is this barrier that we have to these uh, products that are less um, like you can touch and feel they're more right. ephemeral. Yeah. Um, so if I, if I say, Hey, try this, um, I don't know almond milk in your coffee because you'll feel less groggy in the morning it's people like yeah i'll try this whatever how do i feel but with these other things you know and, and kind of just to get it up front that you know there's a lot of snake oil out there there's a lot of people that say do this and we're very skeptical of things as we should be mm -hmm. and what we try to do is you know build a science first company so people can trust us and the products that we do and how we create things and we're very forefront in how we do things but, you know, I think the first step is just trying the experience and then working like you normally would and then coming up and, and evaluating, okay, well, I had a really good work session. What could that be? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for someone that had experience with neurotropics and all this stuff and super sensitive to my focus, I actually remember when I started trying to break it and I was trying, I stayed up 24 hours and then I still used it. And then I, you know, did different nootropics. You do it before coffee, with coffee, you know, you do all these different things. But at the end of the day, it's it's about seeing, will it work for you? And I encourage any, everyone to try that first. So that's interesting. You're, you're bringing up some of the, some of the spaces that we've, I've experienced too, like nootropics and, and different binaural beats and things like that. I mean, again, I live in this space, so it's kind of like mm -hmm. anything you can do to kind of quote, be more productive or make the better, better best use of your time optimally. Um, I yep. mean, I've got uh, the, I think one of the interesting things here, and, and maybe we, let's dive into this a little bit, is that um, there is a hesitance, I think, for some people to put something in their body that they're not necessarily, you know, sure of versus mm -hmm. listening to something. Would, would, I mean, totally. would, would you, like, I think that's a big, a big thing for people to consider. But by the same token, I think that if, 
something like Brain.fm worked, it might open the door to trying some of these other things as well. Would you have you seen a correlation there at all? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, I think there's Brain FM just like martial arts, and that's why I was so interested in it. It mm-hmm. can be a vehicle for um, you know, getting you where you need to be in the zone, but it can also be an a, ability to be to really feel like what that product the productivity speed you can actually reach right and then being able to say okay well let me try other things so for example when people are using brain fm they're using it in combination with pomodoro timers or they're doing it in combination of caffeine or they're doing it in a certain kind of um you know work sprint i go i go for a dive in all of those i go for a while i often have brain.fm playing when i go for my my walks i put it on Mm -hmm. Which is also interesting because I think some people go, oh, well, that's not, you know, that wouldn't you just do it while you're working? I'm like, but there's some elements of it. And we can get into this that aren't necessarily about focus work. You've got like relaxation. Like there's different elements that I think people need to address when it comes to productivity, not just about sitting down and, and, you know, putting pen to paper or, you know, getting your your emails sorted or whatever. Productivity act actions and, and things that can help you are things like going for a walk, meditating, things like that. And Brain.fm has taken that into account as well, right? Yeah, totally. I, I think it really depends on you, mm. right, and how you best are best suited because, you know, some people work at different times or different environments. Some people have, you know, different chemistry in their body. Mm-hmm. But I think it also is a mindset thing because one of it is active working where you're like putting pen to paper and you're going And another thing is planning to work and getting ready to. And I think if you hold both of those times sacred, that's when you truly unlock the next level of results that most of us are looking for. Do you think people would be uh, when they when they try tools like this? And again, we'll we'll even go into some of the supplements that we we discussed earlier, the nootropics, um, and they're looking for, quote, an edge or something like that. why you mentioned that you were kind of you know having different times of day that you're working on things like that working on you know trying to be productive and so on and so forth um do you think that that it becomes like you said part of a almost like an ecosystem of sorts like a productivity ecosystem where you've got this you've got this uh app that you're using like your to-do list app plus you've got brain.fm plus you've got I don't know, bulletproof coffee or or yeah, or, or sovereignty dot yeah. co. Who I've had the pleasure of trying it, and even and there's some interesting ones coming up down like Fume, which is a company that 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 has sponsored the podcast in the past as well. Like there's a lot of these. You think it like you said, it's stack. It comes becomes part of the stack, right? Yeah, you know, I think it, it it's very interesting. So. I can tell you what I, what works for me and I can tell you what works for people that have, you know, wrote in and shared their experience. But I think it really comes down to finding the stack that is your go-to right. and then constantly experimenting with what can you do on top of that. So, you know, short answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the long answer is I think that, you know, as humans that are trying to plus one every day, right, Kaizen, we are always trying to push more. And I think a lot of people are always kind of experimenting what should be their concentrated stack. They're, they're like their habits, I guess is really what we're talking about. Their habits or, then, or, the, or the tools that allow them to execute. Like, I think it's a combination of those things for sure. Yeah. And I think the better tools that we have and the better habits we conduct, or maybe the more habitual we are, the better we can like really just unlock and dive in. 
Um, you know, I, I, I can tell you my personal journey is, is every, like I've done lots of nootropics. I've done lots of different kinds of, you know, things to really try to get productivity because I was an engineer for, I guess, 10, 15 years of my life. And I wasn't paid by the hour. I was paid by the project I was doing because I was, you know, so what I always try to do is how can I, when I'm sitting down, I am always 100%. And when I stand up, that's when I take a break. Mm -hmm. And that's what really drove me to really understanding how my body works, how my mind works. And then, like you said, what is the tool set that I can use that is, is created for me? Um, but then also, I think one thing that we're probably not talking about is also long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's and and you know this is probably a, a, maybe a bridge to the science of stuff. But you know, if you drink coffee and it's the first time you're drinking coffee and it's 16, you're buzzing. You know, you half a cup. And then I don't know about you, but now it takes me three cups to get to the same place. You know, and there's certain kinds of tools that actually, you know, have laws of depreciating returns. Um, and there's some tools that don't. Right. And, you know, it's about lining that stack together. And and that's, that's a really good point because that's probably why, like I have power songs that I listen to for sure. Power playlists mm -hmm. of familiar music, favorite songs. I actually make playlists every month of songs that I either heard or reminded or I was reminded of just so that it almost creates like a musical journal of sorts, right? Where I'm like, oh, well, mm. in September this happened. But those don't serve the same purpose as, say, a Brain.fm does because um, there is always this maybe a nostalgic element to it where or a familiar, mm -hmm. both, maybe a bit of both. And I think that familiarity is where we can get – it's really weird because there's this ebb and flow between routine – Yep. familiarity, right? And comfort and complacency, right? Yep. Well, you know, this is probably kind of brushing up against uh, things that we keep hinting we're going to talk to. So yep. yeah, why yeah. don't we just dive in? Dive in. Um, Go for it. So so Brain FM, what we're doing is, again, we're, we're creating these functional music. Mm -hmm. And inside of it has these rhythmic pulses. And they match different neuro protocols that we know in science on what your brain looks like under an EEG in deep focus or in an fMRI. It's very well studied, mm -hmm. right? And then what we're doing is we're adding these patterns and these things to the music that basically help you match those patterns and switch in the focus and then stay there, right? right? And, um, you know, some of the things that happen in music, we study, right? And some of that is is the, the understanding of music that you're familiar with, right? Understanding music that has words in it, right? And if we break down every single part, there's almost like these knobs that we've we've learned on which ways to turn, right? right. If you kind of think about flow state or focus, you can kind of think of this curve. Mm -hmm. And on one end of the curve is bored, mm -hmm. right? And another end of the curve is hyperstimulated, which is like distracted, yes. right? And what we try to do with our music is actually make it in a way where it's not boring, right? that it's stimulating just enough to get you in like perfect background music, mm -hmm. but then also not too, like it still sounds great and pleasant. You want to listen to, but it's not something you're going to hum or fall in love with right. because it's made to perfectly hit that balance. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and it's the same thing in, in, you know, the music that we enjoy like power songs, 100%. 
because you're like, this is my song to get me amped up and get in the zone. And I have three minutes. Yep. But if you play that song on repeat for 45 minutes, you're going to hate that so song. The law of diminishing <laughs> right? returns too. Like it, like eventually yeah, like exactly. you don't get that pump, right? Like first thing in the morning I listen to, I can tell you right now, there's a song yep. I'm listening to that I, that just came out. It literally just came out. And, um, I play it like first thing in the morning as I make my coffee and it's like, get me yep. going, get me going. But I know, yep. I know historically that that song will change at some point. There will be a new song that replaces it. Not because I don't like that song anymore, but because it doesn't do the same thing that it did to me before, because there's some familiarity there. We're using that in the morning. And I have my songs that I use sometimes before I go into, you know, a special like meeting or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But those are actually using psychological triggers called priming yes. and things like that, which is actually, you know, signaling to the brain in, a, in a, almost like a Pavlonian response that it's about to be epic. Let's go. Right. Yes. And you need to switch that. So that's a tool that does work. And there's many, you know, things that you can do to signal productivity and, and get your brain in the right place. Mm-hmm. But the mechanisms that we're using actually go to, art music which is like capital a which sounds good and something you want to listen to but more into this functional side of the music which is actually these rhythmic pulses right right so what let me take a second explain those because basically what we're doing is we have this patented process that we're adding these amplitude modulations to music and this is different because we're instead of um changing freak like tones like um turning off and on in binaural beats, mm-hmm. like um, basically uh, modulating ter- tones, yeah. we're modulating amplitude, which is these bass and these tremble frequencies where we're turning on and off really, really quick. Right. And what's happening when you're doing that is it actually combines inside and, and gives us the ability to start entraining these populations of functional networks in your brain. Mm-hmm. And then through it, your whole brain starts sinking to this pattern. And it's kind of like a Christmas tree. So what happens is you plug in Christmas tree, it's blinking all different times. That's how our brain works and how it talks to itself. And as you start listening to this music, it all starts blinking at the same time, which allows us to easily transfer into deeper levels of focus, relax or sleep, depending on what music we're listening to. Right. And, and the main difference is that, you know, binaural beats and isochronic tones they're actually doing that in the brainstem, mm-hmm. which is a uh, has only a certain type of resolution. Okay. So it, it can't. We can only control it so much. So you know, binaural beats and stuff they do work to a certain degree, but Brain FM we've been able to figure out that if we skip the brainstem and we go right into the brain into the functional networks, we have a greater degree of resolution to amplify the result much greater degrees. But then also help you stay there very long right and that's why like on our website we say it works in five minutes because that's actually the effects that's happening as as soon as you listen to music and you're like oh i want to dance that's exactly the effect that we're kind of um using to our advantage and then it's something that you can turn on for 60 minutes without being sick of that song repeating forever okay Um, the power song so so this is i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you how i because uh, I, I shared part of what I do in the morning, but I want you to yeah. kind of, I wouldn't say critique it, but just say what what's happening. Okay. So, well, to so, be fair, you can tell me yours and I'll tell you mine. Okay. 
So <laughs> the song I li- the, the song I'm listening to right now, and this is and there's I think there's layers to it too. Uh, a pro wrestler that just moved to a new pro wrestling organization has a new theme song, and it it mm-hmm. it, it it bangs. It's a it's a banger of a song. So I okay. I got it. I'm listening to it. I make my coffee while that song's playing. When that song is mm-hmm. done, and uh, I mean then. I'm going for my morning walk, and that's when I put Brain.fm on. So mm. I've got this power song that's like, go because I'm not a morning person either. I'm not. I'm a night yeah. owl. So it's like, all right, time to get going. Da, da, da. That's what that song does. Plus, I want to have an epic kind of day because it was an epic kind of moment when I first heard that song, too. And then I'm like, yep. time to go for my walk. I'm sipping my coffee. I only have one coffee per day, too. So, I've, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, pour over. I've got a routine. I, I head out the door for about a 30-minute walk. And while I'm on that 30-minute walk, I'm listening to all genres of music because you can have different genres in Brain.fm. And I'm yep. going for that 30-minute walk. And I think I'm going into just creative. Like, it's just creative flow. I'm not doing deep focus or anything like that. There's a setting I just do. I think it's called creative flow, if I remember correctly right now. Yep. So, yep. so. That's my process. Can you tell me or give me an indication of what my brain, what that power song plus then almost within five minutes going, shifting to brain.fm, what, what that's doing? Yeah. So, so you're doing a lot of interesting different things. And I want to say this first, like we have neuroscientists that work at the company full time. Yeah. I'm not one, but I know a little bit. So we (laughs) can kind of go through that. Sure. So the first effect that's happening in your brain when you're starting up is is really this great habit and this priming of you basically conditioning your brain on what to expect next Mm -hmm. and it starts basically um fast forwarding to that so um you know if you know that every single time um you know like we have this habit of opening the fridge at night sometimes to get a snack right (laughs) whether we and and sometimes you open the fridge you don't even know that's what's happening in your brain here. So mm-hmm. you're you're you have this process that's also um you know using your own hands and stuff, which mm-hmm. is is actually grading great. It increases the effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so having your pour over all that stuff is priming that. Putting on that that pump up song that you like um, is is further priming. There's other interesting things that you talked about the first time you listened to that. Um, you, you've had an epic time mm-hmm. and that's something called anchoring. Yes. And what we're doing is we're anchoring to emotion that we're trying to pull into our lives or, or the now. Mm-hmm. And these are very strong psychological things that we can do, um, that, you know, are helpful. Yep. Um, there's many other ways that we can go down later on what that is. And then by switching into this creative flow, I would say that you are getting ready into work mode. You're actually, again, lining those functional networks of your brain um, and redistributing blood flow into the different areas. But further is you're doing like ideation. So I would assume that while you're on that walk, you are thinking about the things that you're going to do today. You're planning it out in your mind. And then by the time you sit down at your desk, you just go. Well, and I already have a plan the night before. So I'm basically just, I'm just... I'm just compartmentalizing. I think I'm just going and, yep. and often because the plan's there, I can tell you there's instances where I'm like, Oh, I have this writing idea and I just pull my phone out and write it, write it quickly down in drafts and put the phone away again. Um, and I'm walking the other, other interesting things, pretty much the same familiar path. When I go for a walk, pretty much the same, yep. the same place. Um, uh, there's this quote, uh, I think it was by um, a naturalist who said, 
by going to the same place, by walking the same path every day, I'm bound to see something new. And that's because everything else is so familiar that if something else stands out, I'm like, oh, that wasn't there before. Um, the other thing, and you speak about anchoring, uh, this literally arrived yesterday. Wrestler that had that theme song ordered his T-shirt. That T-shirt shows up. So I wear, I wear, like I have, I'm a big avatar type of person where I like to, totally where I like to see that stuff. And I think that plays a role as well. Okay, so we, I've shared mine. And before we wrap up, I want to make sure that we get to yours. So what, like, give me yours. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I do something similar to you actually, where I, I think morning pages is like one of the best things ever. So I'll, I'll wake up in the morning. I also uh, drink um, an iced coffee every morning, mm-hmm. right? Consistency. doesn't matter how cold it is outside. Yep. Um, I make a uh, cold brew myself. I'll pour a cup of coffee. Um, I sit down. I turn brain if I'm on. And then I open up a journal, like an actual like written journal. Yep. And I, I just write for maybe 10 to 15 minutes mm-hmm. until I don't have anything to brain dump anymore. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm writing or after I'm writing, I basically review my things that I have to do today or I have to make up that I have to do today. If, you know, for some reason I'm not on that and I write down that okay. and I'm in creative flow actually in the same way, mm-hmm. because I think creativity, especially with how we have it on brain FM is more built for ideation, not necessarily making art. It's right. good for that too. Um, so it's about cre- being creative, coming in those things. Optimization is really big. Do I? Re- what's the best way I can approach this problem, right? And then I switch into deep work, mm-hmm. and I put on ninety-minute timer, which is really important. Mm-hmm. So I know I have ninety minutes to do this activity, and I just basically turn everything off, all notifications, all this stuff, Slack, everything, and I just go. Right. And basically, the timer comes up. And I switch into a quick relax session and I start writing down, okay, what did I do well? What could I have done better? Is there anything that, you know, I, I can learn from this? And most of the time it's, it's um, no, it was just an activity. It was just a day. It was great. I rated a, you know, a, a green or a yellow or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I move on with my day. But I, I try to consistently do that because in the same way you do, I am priming myself to saying, hey, the mornings are my focus sessions. Right. Um, and I'm actually a morning person now. That that whole uh, thing has transformed me that I wake up at 7 o'clock whether I want to or not. Right, right. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's interesting because, again, I don't think it matters whether you're a morning person, night owl, whatever. Anything nope. Anything you – I mean, I know at night when I'm doing my evening examination, which I do from 11 to midnight, I've got brain.fm going because I've got – because, again, it's I'm mapping things. I'm not just mapping out the next day, which, again, there's some anchors. I know what my daily theme is, so I know that the types mm-hmm. of tasks I should be doing. I also, you know, have a sense of what I've planned for the week. So there's lots of anchors there. How – I think a lot of people – and, I again, I'm being general here. Let me say not a lot of people, but I know that I've had some people, my wife included, who has said – you know, why do you like you're just doing the same things all the like, why do you do the same things all the time? It's like you, you don't have it doesn't seem like you're very spontaneous. And I'm a big believer that by having all of those kind of framing devices in place, it actually allows me to be more spontaneous when I want to be because it truly yeah. is. So are you a, you're a creature of habit then, too, I'm guessing, right? Like you're very habitualized or are you or is it 
Because it doesn't sound like it's rigid for you. Like, But if someone's listening to this right now, like, oh, my goodness, he's constantly changing the timer and he's doing this and Dan's doing that, just like with me. But I, yeah. when you're in it, I don't think it's as rigid. It just sounds that way to from the outside looking in. Yeah, well, I think I think it, that's a really great point because I think there's a lot of novelty. So, for example, like I'm using Brain FM, but we have – I don't know, like 9,000 hours of music, right? We, we have like a lot. Yep. So it's always something different. A lot of the times it's brand new music that even I'm QAing from our composers that are building it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that is happening. Um, if it was up to me, I just love doing new things all the time. Right. But through procedure and through testing, I've actually found that if I do have frameworks, I am more... Um, uh, like productive, basically, right. you know, if you, it's all about like energy, right? So this is actually a really great um, metaphor on why our, like why brain FM works. So maybe we can do a twofer. So, you know, a lot of people are using to mu- listen to music that um, they want new, right? Because right. it's something that is, it, it decays. It's, I've heard this a bunch, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens is we, most of us have Spotify on the background and we've heard this song and we're looking yep. for new songs and things like that. And, you know, what happens at the end of the day is we're putting time and energy into finding these things. And then sometimes it works really well. And then sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then when it doesn't, you're spending energy that you could have already solved your problem for, mm-hmm. right? And then be more effective so that instead of you working at 80% capacity, you're actually working as close as possible to that 100. And the more things that you have figured out, because you have the frameworks and the right tools, and all you do is you use them, then you are being able to be more effective in a shorter amount of time exponentially. And that's kind of how I look at like tool sets and about why rigid frameworks are helpful because it takes away the decisions that we have to make. And then we're putting the trust in the tools that we have and the systems we've developed. And, you know, hey, listen, keep checking new tools, keep checking new systems. But I actually always do that in other times. So I always hold my first time sacred and I say, okay, cool. Now I'm going to try Brain FM. And I'm going to do it with a Pomodoro instead, mm-hmm. but I'll do that later in the day and then compare it to my morning. And then if it's better, then I'll replace it. Well, and the other and thing that's too, what I really think. Well, I think yeah. the other thing too, is that if someone's already using, say the Pomodoro technique, they're like, well, I want to get more out of it. Then let me add brain.fm as a layer to it. Right. So exactly. So you've got that yeah. comp because it, it's true. There there's, there's, there needs to be some competency and comfort, I think for in there, in people's already existing systems, frameworks, philosophies, whatever before mm-hmm. they should really add something new to the stack or new to the mix because sometimes you're not in the right place. You're not in the right time frame. Like, I mean, if you're working, it's like, it's akin to, um, uh, you know, Apple releasing a new OS while you're in the middle of a major project and people are like, oh, you should upgrade your computer right now. I'm like, should I? I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? Like, because they've still got some kinks to work out. It's There's a lot of similarities there. Um, Dan, this has been great. Um, I know that uh, we could keep going, uh, but I know we've got uh, time constraints here, and it's been a productive conversation so far. So maybe we'll 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 add a little bit to the end, but I'll share that with with listeners. So just stay tuned to the end of the episode, and I'm, we got a little bit of a bonus for you. But Dan, where can people learn more about you and learn more about Brain.fm? 
Yeah, sure. So you can go to Brain FM. We actually have a 14-day free trial for anyone that wants to give this a shot and try this for themselves. Um, they can actually go directly to Brain FM slash Productivityist um, to get an exclusive discount. Um, and we are on the web. We're also on iOS and Android. Dan, thanks so much for having a productive conversation with me today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Dan for joining me for episode 400 of this podcast. You can find all of the show notes at productivityist.com slash podcast 400. And if you want to support the show, you can also visit our sponsors page, which lists all the sponsors of this episode, the ones you would have heard today, as well as many more. Uh, If you want to support the show in other ways, you can always subscribe to the podcast. I'd love it if you would do that because then you'll hear all of the upcoming episodes with ease and be able to search through the archives with ease as well. In fact, You won't want to miss the next episode because I'm joined once again by the sleep doctor, Dr. Michael Bruce, to talk about the book he co-authored, the new book he co-authored called Energize. And you know me, I'm a night owl. And now he's paired circadian chronotypes and with, with exercise and fitness. This is going to be a conversation you don't want to miss. Until then, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of A Productive Conversation, reminding you to stop doing productive, start being productive. I'll see you later. 